All Things in the Name of Love, Season 3, Episode 3. I'm talking with Arnold Smith about relationships and how to show up with more love. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. On today's episode of All Things in the Name of Love, I have with me Arnold Smith, who is an amazing being of light. Uh, He's a speaker, consultant, and writer who specializes in behavior change and relationships. He is the president and chief visionary of Connection Apps Incorporated, which has a mission to help people develop the habits that lead to happiness, life satisfaction, and human connection. As a wellness advocate, he teaches about the power of interpersonal mindfulness and helps people, teams, and organizations integrate Connection Habits TM into their routines. Although he has over 20 years of experience in helping businesses grow, his happy marriage and two loving daughters are his greatest source of pride. Oh, Arnold, I had you on the show, what, a year and a half ago? And- Something like that. We both have shifted so much, and I'm so excited for this conversation because we were starting, <laughs> and we were already going in deep, and I'm like, oh, we got to pull back. <laughs> I know. It's like, we got to record that. That was brilliant. I know. Oh, just two, two like minds coming together, Erica. It's so, so great. You know, our first interaction had a profound impact on me just because mm-hmm. you, just your stand for positivity and your... Um, your commitment to not having the negative influence yourself. And, you know, it's just, it's so easy to be in life and just have be bombarded with other people's negativity and, yeah. you know, and just get caught up in the, the furor of life. Mm-hmm. And it, and it takes, it really takes something to, to kind of create your um, uh, barriers or boundaries so that you're in charge of what comes in and then you get to be in charge of what comes out. So I just really applaud you for that. And it was really, it really inspired me the last time we talked. And so, uh, you know, I made some changes, but it's, I mean, I still, it's still an interesting struggle to find that balance for sure. It is. is. And I'm, I am not a master. I just, I'm, (laughs) cause I'm still in a human body, but like the process of, and you know, one of the things that's happened to me in the past year and a half or so, is I've gotten more in tune with what it's like to be in my body, hmm. which is like a whole exploration of really what it's like to be human. Absolutely. <laughs> because you know we go through life in our head brain thinking that we have an identity. Um, and I'll give an example. I was reading, um, I, I listened to a podcast yesterday by Robin Wall Kimmerer, who wrote hmm. the book uh, Braiding Sweetgrass. And she's a Native American, and she writes essays about her reflections on her interconnectivity with the, with the world. Mm. And I read it right before I started my garden last year, and I ended up asking my lettuce if I could take leaves. My lettuce didn't bolt for four months. Wow. Because I only took what I needed. And that brought me to, like, this, this like, Okay, this is really interesting. And and as I was 
telling you before we started um, this recording, I had a session with a dog last week um, and I do body talk now and I have a protocol that I follow and the, the dog actually is like, screw the protocol. This is what I need. <laughs> and my understanding of consciousness went from intellectual into, whoa, I am actually really interconnected with, with him mm -hmm. and he is with me because he's, he's leading this session that I don't have any control over. Not that I thought I did anyways, but it was just like this whole other level of like, wow, sorry, my mom's coughing in the background. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure she couldn't help it. She couldn't help it because it's coughing um, and it's COVID. So this is what yeah. we do. <laughs> um, but like having that deeper sense of, wait a minute, there is more than what we perceive and diving into that playground of of unraveling our identities to get there is just fascinating <laughs> oh it's so true and what you said of that reminded me i did a session with an equine facilitated executive coach where you work with horses and you don't ride them but you just you start with just being in the same space as them and it is remarkable how like you kind of think about one horse and he kind of looks at you and you go like, did I, did that just happen? And you start like your, your skeptical mind goes, wait a minute, am I communicating with this horse? And then throughout the day, you know, I mean, I had to, it was funny because there was five horses and one little pony, the little pony was named lightning and me that I was the only, only guy in the five person group. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll work with any of the horses, but just, I don't want to work with the pony. <laughs> of course, who do I end up working with? The pony, the pony named Lightning. And so Lightning was one of the, my, the best teachers I met. Um, and anyway, so my goal was to take him for a walk. And so uh, horses communicate either when they push, they block, or they draw, because they don't, they don't have hands. And so right. they relate to hands or grabbing or pulling, like predatory behavior. So there's mm -hmm. a resistance. And so the drawing behavior is just somehow using your energy to invite the horse. And so here I was with this pony trying to invite him to come for a walk with me without pulling on the rein. And I'd already offended him. Like all the other horses, we did the greeting and they were like, you know, like connecting with me. I was walking around. He was like, you know, like barely acknowledging me. And so we were working <laughs> together. And so finally, like it took probably about 10 minutes. Come on, you know, just leaning, just inviting. But it was so amazing, this lesson for me, because in life, I realized that my tendency in relationships was to go after people. Oh, mm -hmm. I you know, especially in sales or in business, it's like, I'm going to get you. I want to come and get you. And it's like this grabbing material. And the very next month, I was at a trade show and I was in a booth and people were walking by. And anytime I went out to grab them, they would kind of go like, hmm. What wow. if I just had the same kind of drawing energy? They would be walking by and they would stop and slow and kind of look and then step back and say, so what are you doing? Amazing how like directly wow. from this horse teacher to like, uh, you know, an incredibly important aspect of my life. And so I agree there is there's so much to this this um, moment of connection. And, you know, I, I didn't even really cognize that with the animals, but it's so true. It's amazing. Oh yeah, they're amazing. I had, um, so I used to, when I saw a dog, I'd ask the owner if I could pet the dog. Well, then I realized that they sense that I get what they are. You know, they're conscious beings that happen to be connected with humans. 
And so I asked the owner of these two adorable little, like one was a chow and I, I had chows in my twenties. So I was like, Hey, can I pet your chow? And he's like, well, sure. Well, I went to pet her and she did a, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I didn't ask you. Yeah, that's right. And you're she afraid. was like, that's right. You didn't ask me and you're not going to get anything now. And, was, and she just <laughs> bark, 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 bark. And I was like, oh man, that is so humbling for me because she knew that I knew and I did an old behavior that is not acceptable anymore. And I was like, mm. wow, how do they know what they do? And that <laughs> pony was like, you dissed me, man. Yeah, so funny. Uh, you know, I, at the time it was, you know, I, I just thought just the irony of it, you know, as the teacher. But, you know, I, I love what you talked about. Like there's that, you know, one of the things I, I want to talk about today was interpersonal mindfulness. And that's just kind of that mm. term for that moment. You have an opportunity to connect with another person. Mm -hmm. And it's so often we're carrying our own thoughts our own feelings that, you know, like so much of our own goals going on that in our interactions, we're not even there. Mm -hmm. and they're not even there. But that when you can elevate that moment, when you can use your energy to invite them to truly connect, there is, I mean, it really changes your, your physiology. Like mm -hmm. literally you can see, and you can see that in other people too. Like they'll be going along and their shoulders are up and they go, I got this thing. And then you say, Hey, how's it going? And they go, what, what are you talking about? And you say, no, how's it going? And they go, yeah, well, actually. And when you can have that, like literally you can transform people physically in an, in an instant, mm -hmm. but it, but it takes something. It really takes that yeah. being able to, to, to hear and listen what's going on. I mean, I guess interoception, you know, the idea of looking within. Did you say that already? I can't remember. Anyway, no. but anyway, so I mean, I mean, I, I love big fancy words and you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Ultimately, um, there's a wonderful book. One of the, my favorite books on this subject is by Lisa Barrett Feldman called How Emotions Are Made. And mm. it really makes the case. Well, I, I don't want to go on the details of that, but ultimately she talks about how bad we are at actually being in touch with what's going on in our body. And you were talking yeah. about this body talk work, how yeah. like we really do need to be trained on that. Like yeah. going along and we get these signals and we're reacting and we got all this energy and all these things are happening. You're going and you do, and you think you're in control, but you're really not, you know? Oh. And, and, and once you like, so one of the, one of the things I started doing last year was slowing down when I eat mm. like simple thing. But like when I slow down to eat, I'm actually experiencing my senses enough to actually realize that I'm nourishing my body and then like tracing it down my esophagus and like just really being present to mm. that. And the same with water. I bless my water and then I feel it nourishing me as I go down. And the, the most recent thing I learned is uh, something called yin energy. So, you know, the yang and the yin. Mm -hmm. The yin is a feminine energy. And when we place our eyes in peripheral vision and we swallow and we breathe through our diaphragm and then we squeeze our bladder, we're engaging four diaphragms. Who knew we had four? Mm -hmm. What that does is it lends itself to inviting us into paying attention to our bodies. Mm -hmm. So like if you have a pain, you can actually... Um, so when we have yang energy, it's like this, yeah. and if you go like this, it doesn't move. 
when you go like this, I'm going to put my hands with your hand will open up slowly mm. because you're not trying to change it. You're just holding space for it. So if we do that within our bodies and say, oh, there's this pain, pain, I'm not going to try to change you. I'm just going to give you a holding space. So you do what you need to do. And I'm just going to be present to that. And it's a, it's a slowing down process, mm -hmm. seriously slowing down because, you know, we don't do that. And aside from the 5G in my neighborhood, <laughs> I'm really able to connect with my body um, and feel like whatever aches and pains I have and slowly release them. That is not what we're taught. No. We're taught to ignore the pain. We're taught to plow through the pain. And what it does when we ignore the pain, it shows up. It shows up in our interactions. It shows up in dis, dis ease. It shows up in all these ways that's just our body trying to tell us, hey, you got something in here that you're ignoring that needs love. Yeah. Oh, I, it's, um, it's, and especially now, uh, we get so caught up. Um, you know, there's this idea of integration and it's funny because like, you're coming at it from kind of the, the, uh, the healing arts perspective, the thousands of years of training. And I'm just, I'm all like, I read this research paper and all these things, but they're just exactly aligned. And I think that's one of my favorite things about the science and the, I guess the spiritual teachings is more and more, there's more alignment the, the science is kind of catching up with what we've been known for thousands of years. Yeah. But this idea of integration where you're really um, having a like you can get locked into your head and you can completely ignore your emotions. And then this mm. really leads to stress and anxiety and burnout. And then your body's kind of reacting and you're just kind of keep pushing it down, keep pushing it down. And you're lying in bed and you can't shut down your head. And it's just and you can see I know people are just listening to me and getting stressed out because they're like, yeah, that's me right now. <laughs> But like this, it's really hard or the opposite is can be like, you know, you have all these emotions and they're kind of out of control and are just kind of that whole thing. And you can't and you're just reacting to people and you just something happens and you blow up. I mean, both of those things are out of control. And this idea of really being able to link those two is, is I mean, uh, is the idea of integration, being able to integrate your thinking brain with your feeling brain mm -hmm. so that you experience mental health. And it's so important, but it's, we don't have that practice. We don't take the time to really, really do that. And, and I think that's, I mean, that's, and it has so many benefits. I mean, fear modulation, yeah. uh, impulse control, the moral imagination, all these things just from being able to integrate those two parts of your brain. And if you don't do it, it can really lead to kind of some unhappiness in, in your life and in your relationships. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. And like, it's even, uh, ex I don't want to say external because everything's internal, but like something like EMF for me, mm. um, I have to take extra steps. Now I've stepped into serious woo levels of stepping. Like I have crystals around, I saved yeah. everything daily because I know that because even though I didn't grow up with it, I grew up as a, as a Protestant in Connecticut, um, Native Americans have used sage for thousands of years. Mm. So I can't dismiss it as something that's useful just because I didn't grow up with it. Yeah. And so like being mindful of like what you eat is going to affect your moods what the water you drink is going to affect your moods. What you bring into your home is going to affect your moods. Like, how are you treating yourself? How are you doing self care? How are you nourishing your soul? Are you going outside ever? 
talking, talking to a tree, you know, like really going into shifting your idea of what you are trained to believe is important into going into your heart space and tuning into what makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I, I just want to circle back for a sec because I realize yeah. that you're coming at it. Here you are, you got your PhD. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't, you don't know that, that you're coming at it from the spirituals. Obviously, you've got that too. But I, I'm just, you know, we're, we're both just in this particular conversation. I didn't yeah. want to diminish where you're coming from. But I think it's so, it's just so fascinating how, how those, uh, the two um, areas are really merging. Yeah. And so many people are, um, are really experiencing that. And what I just, you know, when you talk about that mindfulness and it, it is so incredibly difficult. And that's one of the reasons why I try and yeah. trigger it in, like, especially in your relationships. Cause I mean, that it's just so, it's such an, an easy way to know, you know, you're in a moment and there's some friction between another person. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is a perfect moment for mindfulness. And and normally what happens is we just react. It's like an automatic reaction. You know, uh, my wife was critical and I get defensive. That's just an automatic reaction. And you're not going to you're not going to eliminate that. Just, these things are going to happen. But when you can notice the reaction, because I you know, I believe that if people were truly conscious, like, would you ever really yell at your kids? Would you ever like, would you ever like be like petty and like to, to, with your partner? No. Well, no, like no. if you were choosing that, you wouldn't. So when those are happening, that is just, you know, like your identity clinging to safety. It's your it's your yourself trying to, um, you know, your identity trying to protect yourself. And it's just an automatic response. It's just mm-hmm. a pattern that you've learned to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you can catch yourself in that moment and you say like, and, and you, your heart's closed. If you can open your heart and really have that moment of connection and, and use that as your trigger for being mindful of the interaction and then being able to choose how you want to be. Do you want to choose curiosity in that moment? Do you want to choose compassion? Do you want to choose acceptance? Do you want to look within and see if you can find something you can take responsibility? Were you, did you have a tone in your voice? Did you wake up on the side of the bed? Yeah, maybe maybe there was a, you know, a, a, you know, a comment that had, but where 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 are you in that because there's we what energy did you bring to that situation that that maybe triggered that and when you can find that nugget of responsibility and take responsibility for that it's such a great way to kind of just bring the temperature down and allow for a moment of connection and sometimes there's a request to make and you can solve things but so often we skip that step and we go right into just like digging the problem well you did this well you did this and then ultimately and then you go fine and then you know depending on mm-hmm. your, your your conflict you know resolution style sometimes you'll walk away sometimes it'll you know trigger a bigger fight sometimes you'll just you know resentful and then just let it go but whatever it is but then you've lost moments of your life minutes hours days mm-hmm. where you could be connected with the people you love and i feel like that's the biggest the biggest tragedy yeah. Because, you know, I mean, one of the things that shapes me is both my parents died when I was young, my dad when I was nine and my mom when I was 17. Oh, wow. And it really made me pay attention to like, you know, your relationships are not guaranteed. Like the yeah. people you care about, like they could be taken from you. So it's given me this kind of impetus to be like, I don't want to waste any time. I don't know how much time I have with my kids. I don't know how much time I have with my wife. So I'm just going to try and make each of those moments you know, as, as good as it can be. 
-hmm. And a lot of that is just managing my own internal responses. Mm -hmm. And that is such, it's an art form and a discipline to bring that mindfulness in. I, I had an example yesterday. Um, my mom was telling me a story. My mom's an amazing storyteller, but she loves to focus on the negative stuff sometimes. Mm. And she was telling me the story and I felt a full body, like visceral shake. I was like, mom, you have to stop telling that story. She's like, why? I said, because I felt the energy of it and my body can't handle that. Mm. And it wasn't an attack on her. It wasn't anything dismissing her. It was just like, I'm feeling into my body. My body is having a very strong reaction to this. I'm not going to get mad. I'm just going to ask for that to stop. Mm. Now that's taken years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it's so true. And we got to give ourselves permission to, um, to, to fail a lot because oftentimes we're like, Oh, well, I should, I should know this, you know, but it is, I mean, the yeah. people who really master that that moment of presence, I mean, it, it, it really is, takes a lot. Sorry, I interrupted you. But no, yeah. no, I was just going to say you shouldn't shoot over yourself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is, um, it requires slowing down. Mm. And if nothing else had happened in the past year, the lesson is to slow down because we don't have the distractions. Distractions are amazing. Distractions tend to be addictions. What are you addicted to? Addicted to not feeling your feelings. Yeah. And we've been trained since we were little that feeling our emotions is like the worst thing we could possibly do, mm -hmm. right? Because no, you're just gonna you know, be strong or whatever. No, if I'm going to feel lousy, I'm going to feel lousy and I'm going to let myself feel it. But that's taken a lot of conditioning. Like I, I was an expert at numbing myself out. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in an emotionally distant family of Swedes and I love them dearly <laughs> and they don't know how to express their emotions. Mm -hmm. So I learned that if I express my emotions, something was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So I'll just shut myself down. So like the process of unwinding all of that programming. Um, yes, there's somebody at the door and I know who it is and they're not coming in. <laughs> um, <Attraction, right? laughs> yeah, so many distractions because I don't have my studio anymore, but that's okay. Um, like what is that? What is that deeper lesson for me to go within and feel and how hard is it? Like the, the hardest thing I've ever felt was I was, um, I was born with a dislocated hip at six weeks old. I was placed in traction. Mm. I've never actually until like about a year and a half ago, never actually allowed myself to feel how terrifying that was. Yeah. And so I've been carrying this resentment and all of this, like, like I'm not held, I'm not safe. My parents don't love me. All of this energy from actually being really held and loved because my dad actually had his um, his high school students build uh, traction for me so I could stay at home instead of in a hospital. So like there is a lot of love and compassion for me, but my six week old just said, oh my gosh, I'm not being held anymore. Yeah. So for about 
90 seconds. I, I, I had somebody just hold the space for me to feel it. And that's an important component too. If you have a big thing, you want somebody to be there without judgment, just like, hey, what does this really feel? That's it's an amazing healing mm -hmm. thing. 90 seconds. I was doubled over in pain, sobbing, mm -hmm. just like horribly, like just really like I had to get it all out. And at the end of 90 seconds, it was gone. The most dramatic energy I've had in my body is no longer with me just because I actually gave myself permission to feel it. It's, it's so powerful. And I think that there's a, such a gift. I mean, one of the things that I believe about emotions is that, you know, we tend to dip our toe in, but then we, we actually just get to dip our, like, yeah, we're dipping our toe into sadness. Mm -hmm. But then the flip side of that, that we're also dipping our toe into happiness. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe that when you can really feel the depths of sorrow, when you can go to that loss and really, um, feel it feel take all of it in and experience that then you also get the flip side then you also get the happiness and the joy mm -hmm. i think i don't i think your your heart is you know it's like a circle you don't get to have one without the other you kind of yeah. need to open it open yourself to all of it and when you can really um understand there's that separateness and just that you're bigger than that that you're more mm -hmm. powerful i think that it has such a it's it's such a a powerful element you know, your story reminds me once upon a time, I was a professional singer and one of the classes we did was body work. And so we would just breathe and there was, you know, we would I, I trigger different points in the body. The idea being that tension anywhere in the body translates to the voice. And so mm. and so you want to be able to have a pure, relaxed sound. And these sessions were incredible. And you would have moments where the entire room was in tears and wailing mm. away at just the release of yeah. the and I mean, it's it's incredible what our bodies can store, mm -hmm. and uh, and that and how fearful we can be of that. And then on the other side, there's such peace, there's such openness. And if we can overcome our fear of experiencing that, then what we get from that is is a, a greater experience, more access to what life has to offer. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I love that you did that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very funny. Like these stories that you know, as we get to know each other better, how yeah. how, how we're linked. That's beautiful. My mom's a well, she was an organist for forty years, and she's been playing piano since she was four. So wow. Yeah, she's got that sound that you can only get when you've been playing for seventy years. So <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I get I get the I get the connection of of feeling and you know the curiosity for me is how can we show up as individuals to provide that that safeness and the peace that others can feel their feelings too. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately it, it really starts with that that personal exploration, and, yeah. and when you feel safe with yourself, then you can be safe with other people's emotions. You know, mm -hmm. but ultimately, I think you can also start small. You know, I mean, I, I one of the things I teach is that that habit of just you know that 
how do you connect with someone in a positive way? Yeah. And like if if reaching into your um, childhood trauma is a bit daunting to you, you know, you can start with just, you know, <laughs> what I mean? which is you know understandable. Yeah. It, it, that seems, I mean, recommended if you can find a safe place, a weekend workshop, those kind of things, you know, and having people there to kind of keep you uh, from from uh, keep make, bring you back, if you will. Very, very important. Yeah. But ultimately, it's just about that moment to day to day, you know, like it, you can do that just when you sit down for breakfast and and, you know, sharing, you know, gratitude for uh, your your kids or for your partner. Uh, for how they showed up to you or how they take care of you or just you know like being focused on on like what you're accomplishing instead of what's not happening these little moments allow for a moment of self-reflection a looking within and when you oh, yeah. take that moment and say you know what did i do good today what what did i accomplish today i mean that's a really it's a really safe one to kind of start with yeah but it, it requires you looking from within Mm -hmm. overcoming probably all the things that you wish you'd done better and you didn't do and this hasn't happened you get past that layer and then there's like oh yeah i did that thing that i've been waiting to do for two weeks and then i completely forgot about it and so i got no pleasure from it so if you just take that moment and then you bring that up and then you say it out loud it, it is it's that process you're you're looking within the interoception and when you say it out loud and share it it's about the integration and just that simple process can start that that skill of being mm -hmm. able to really uh see what i'm feeling and articulate it and and especially when you're doing that in a relationship it's kind of a two for one you know if i'm yeah. if i'm doing that if i'm sharing gratitude for you or appreciation or if i'm encouraging you uh, or encouraging my kids or my friends or whatever it is it's a moment where I get to feel good, but chances are the words I'm saying are also going to allow them to stop, take in what you're saying, check in with how they're feeling, and you're going to transform their mood too. And I love the research that shows like that followed that path and, and saw that when you do that for one person, they're likely to do that for two or three other people. And they're, they're likely, and so it's like there's levels. And so this one moment, this pebble in a pond that you threw for being encouraging has a likelihood of transforming you know that person and then their interactions with their kids or their friends or their partner mm -hmm. i mean you just never know how powerful that is or you may have you may literally you may have saved someone's life down the road someone you've never met mm -hmm. never because that mm -hmm. other person decided to to have a, a an encouraging word or a loving message when that person was in a place of despair and you brought them out of that i mean you mm -hmm. just never know when that happens and i think yeah. that's something that it doesn't hardly takes anything, but it it's not automatic. No, it's not. You know? I mean, it, 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 it is more when you practice it, it becomes more automatic. Yeah. Um, one of the things I love to do, and it just brings me so much joy. So in Oregon, uh, we have people pumping our gas, which is such a cool thing. And so when I get my gas filled, I will give the person who's pumping my gas five bucks to get a coffee. Very cool. It's just like... It doesn't have to be five bucks, but that's sure. typically what I have. And it's like, you know, you're out here all day and this is like your job and I don't have to get out of my car to do this. And it's not a big deal. I know how to pump gas, but like, it's just like, it's such a little gift and I want to thank them. And I see the like, whoa, who is this woman who's like acknowledging me for this job I may or may not love um, and giving me this, this humanity. 
I get a high off that. Absolutely. And their day has just been changed because somebody saw them. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and this is such a, it's kind of like the, the best worst kept secret is, you know, oftentimes like we're experiencing anxiety, we're in a foul mood. And so we, what we want, our initial reaction is, can someone rescue me? Someone, I want someone to be nice to me. And it certainly helps when there's someone there to do that. But if you can train yourself to, to give love, to reach out and support someone else, I mean, it is the often the last thing we want to do. We feel like we don't have any energy for it. I don't know what to say. But if you can have that like little moment, even if it's just, hey, thanks for being there, or you know, even just a quick encouraging message, hey, hey, Bill, you're the you're the best. Uh, take care, brother. You know, whatever it is, in that moment, you you can change what's going on for you, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the more that you do it, the more that you now I could say to you, you know, Erica, you, you are such an amazing woman, you you every day you impact people in a positive way. And that ripple, you have no idea about the 1000s of people that you've impacted. And you might go, Yeah, fine. Like you might be in a place where you get nothing. I'm going for me. You. Yeah, like, or, or like you might be open to that and it might yeah. just, you know, sink in and kind of give you that feeling in your gut. Either way. But for me, if I say that to you, I can't be in a negative place. I can't, like, like that's the great, the, the good and the bad thing about our brains is they can't hold two things at once. No. So if we can just be like, if we're like, and we go, we change and they say, okay, say something positive. Oh, I don't want to say something positive. Okay, fine. You're a nice person. Oh, you know, and then just like all yeah. of a sudden it's like it changed. You can't do both. Now we can slip back and forth really fast. Mm -hmm. So I might affect you. And, you know, this happens oftentimes in relationships. I was nice to you. They take it and then they go right back into it. And they go, why did I even bother? Right. You know, like, well, I'll just stop now because it doesn't make any difference. Mm -hmm. But it's not the one time. It's right. the it's the constant. And, you know, I, I love this. This Well, I mean, I, the, the Gottman Institute has done a lot of research. And I, I love that they just observed couples for 40 years and said what worked and what didn't work. Like yeah. they didn't try and solve anything. They weren't trying to prove anything. They're just like, what's going on? Yeah. One of the things they noticed was that in healthy relationships, they had an average of five positive interactions for every one negative. And for most people, it's like, I need one-to-one -one here. <laughs> you know, so mm. most of the time, uh, you know, like you, if you want to transform things, like you do one positive action and you're hoping things will change. Mm -hmm. But if you've kind of had like a grumpy week or like you kind of dug yourself a bit of a hole. Mm -hmm. And so like there's this a bit of like being in the habit of doing it more and more, you know, like making sure you're mixing in you know, long hugs with your partner, making mm -hmm. sure that you have those little appreciation. It's about. Uh, you know, a bunch of little habits, not those one-time grand gestures. Or, right. And if you can do that, then you're always filling the bank. You always want to be on the positive side of that. And then if oh, you yeah. can eliminate that one, if you can eliminate that that desire to, I'm just going to, you know, maybe you should do it this way, this moment of criticism. If you can avoid those ones, you've just made your life five times easier. You yeah. know what I mean? So like that, yeah. that to me is like, do, do just those, eliminate a few of those Lego ones, make sure you got these little moments and it's amazing how your relationship can transform. Oh yeah. And then, and then when you have those moments where you need to confront, really sit and, and, and don't react. Mm -hmm. Like what do I need in this moment to feel better? And how can I, make that person not feel bad while I'm feeling better. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's more nuanced, I realize. Yeah. But it's really it's really positive because like I've seen in my own life when I say, okay, this this thing here just gave me this visceral re- response. So I'm going to ask you not to do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to ask you why you did it in the first place to find out what it is within you that brought that in so we can work on it. Mm-hmm. Which I realize is more complex, but... <laughs> No, it's true. And, and and it really is like when there's a commitment to work on, it's one of the reasons why I married my wife, quite frankly, is, you know, when we started, we were very different and people were like, like, you guys are a match. They were like really confused, but I just like, I was just attracted to her and like, whatever happened. But one of the things that kind of tipped me over the edge is we had broken up and we were like, you know, dating, we'd broken up and we're like, but we kind of still wanted to be together. So we sat down and kind of had this moment where we said, okay, what do you want? And I said, I want this, this, and this, and this. And she said, well, I want this, this, and this. And so we said, okay. And we worked on it. And what I noticed over the coming months is our relationship got better. I got more of the things I want. And I thought it was so, so powerful that we could be in a relationship where I, so I just believed that we would, no matter what we came up with, we were committed to working on it together and making it better. And that mm-hmm. was kind of like the the thing that I said, well, whatever happens, we can work it out. We're mostly compatible. We have the chemistry. If we can also have this where we can work things out. And of course, a lot of that stuff took years, you know, like right. my think that, you know, she was quiet. She wasn't the expressive type. And I'm like verbose and like, let's talk about our problems. And so for years I was like, I want you to give me more. And she was like, okay, but like, you know, progress. And then she, you know, I did things that drove her crazy, but that's that's relationships, right? We right. just have that give and take. But if you can do that, and it's, you know, that working things out, yeah. oftentimes the problem is actually not the problem. <laughs> you, know, mm-hmm. like, you know, like uh, you're mad at, you didn't unload the dishwasher, you, <laughs> you know, you, whatever it is, uh-huh. why didn't you tell me you were going to do that? Why did, and right. like, it's not the problem. Oftentimes, if you actually stop working on your problems and just focus on being nice, being loving to each other, focus on what you fell in love with in the first place. It's amazing how when you come to that negotiation moment, like I'll do this if you stop doing that, how much easier that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife and I sometimes what we'll do is we'll just like, OK, let's let's snuggle. And I, you kind of have that kind of cold. OK, fine. We're snuggling. You know, like you're not really, and then you kind of melt into it, and then you're like, okay, we're we're connected now. We might still have a bit of anger, but then we kind of allow the conversation to continue. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it's it just it makes it way easier to feel yeah. like you know, like it's hard to be like mm, when someone's like you know got their arms around. You. So that's our strategy. I don't know if it's a good one or not, but it, 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 it works, right? It works for you, and that's what matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> beautiful how is the app going because i haven't i haven't used it in a little while because my life just kind of went crazy it's going good you know i mean we we recently pivoted to working more with organizations and teams and you know the couples app is still going but ultimately uh, you know i think the world more than ever now needs just something to help people in their relationships yeah it and and oftentimes it, it they seem so complex. And so mm-hmm. I think breaking it down to simple relationship habits 
you know, losing some of those conflict causing habits, adding the ones that bring people together, whether you're at work or at home or with your kids or your friends, like none of that, I mean, it's a really, it's a great way to, um, to elevate your, your well-being, but also just to, to, you know, you can change the way a workforce, you know, like sometimes you come to work and like, there's just kind of a, an energy. Yeah. And like, as an employer, you're like, my. I wish I could, I wish I could change that. Like I, wouldn't it be nice if there was kind of like people came in and there was like an aliveness I like, mm-hmm. Hey, this is a good place. And I realized that a lot of people aren't even coming in to work, but you know, when they do, it's, right. they're kind of fearful and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, these little actions can really transform that and help people to still feel positive and connected. Or if they're even working from home, like most of the time our transactions because they're uh, digital, they're like, I want to get off as soon as possible. So we're just going to have this interaction. We're going to do what we need to do. And then we're going to say goodbye. Right. And then you miss that moment of like, of, of social connection, of positivity, of, of feeling like you have a best friend. And so making sure that you've got those uh, moments of positivity mixed in, uh, that's kind of the thing that I'm working on most right now. That's beautiful. Mm. That's beautiful. Cause it's, we're at a place in our society where there's so much fear and there's so much anxiety. Mm. And at least in the States, it feels like there's two camps at this point, which feels really strange because we're all one. And I was speaking with a, a woman down in New Orleans the other day, and she's Catholic. And she asked me if I prayed. And I said, well, yeah, I, I mean, I do. I don't have any structure to my prayers but i do pray and i'm very i'm very spiritual and she said i don't understand the division because when i talk to all my clients we're all on different spectrums of the political realm but we all still care about each other yeah and i said well then that's what we focus on we don't focus on what the media says is separate we focus on what we know is true which is we're all connected Mm-hmm. And I think there's a big difference between, you know, sitting across and having coffee with someone and being angry at an ideology or being right. angry at an idea. I don't want that. But when you get closer to people, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, do we do we work together or do we have are we more focused on individual? I mean, that's that's kind of like it gets down to it. And, you know, both have merits, you know, like making sure that you um, you know, take responsibility for yourself and, you know, like have that fantastic. And like, if you can be connected with other people and work together, fantastic. Those two ideologies do not need to be um, opposite. And I think, or, or, you know, can't, they can live at the same time, mm-hmm. but I just, it gets so tied up in so many different, different aspects of it. And, you know, there's, they tie it to this thing that I don't want. And then there's this thing that I don't want. And so then it, it becomes this massive thing to overcome when at its core, you know, you've got one planet, you know, like if, if someone's hurting, you're going to help them because, you know, like you're a human. Um, and, you know, and so, I mean, ultimately, I think that we approach things, you know, we can learn from each other as opposed to saying, you know, no, my ways and then getting farther and farther apart, you know, like how it. I love conflict in in uh, in board meetings because it's it's a it's an opportunity for something to to emerge that's that's better, respectful conflict, not mm-hmm. positional. If right. you come from the place like I'm right, 
and you're wrong, nothing will change. Right. But if you come from a place of curiosity at someone else's opinion, even though you might, there's an opportunity for uh, a, a, a resolution that um, that is better than what existed. You mm -hmm. know, it takes, takes advantage of both, I guess, ideologies. Uh, the, the adage I always say is be right and fight or take some blame to change the game. Now, I mostly yeah. say in relationships, but it's true everywhere, you know, like if, if you're committed to being right, you're going to fight a lot. Oh, yeah. I, I had a I had a conversation with a dear friend of mine and we were on two different ends. And I, I, I started feeling that I was getting attached to a belief. Mm. And I stopped myself. I was like, why does it matter if I change her opinion? Like in the thought, like, well, I'm because like I'm so it's like, why does this matter? And I was like, oh wait a minute, it doesn't because my belief system is my belief system and I'm attached to it. So what do I have to do to detach myself from my belief system? Because that's just a program in me. Yeah. So like all of a sudden I stopped and I started laughing. And she was like, what are you laughing about? I'm like, because we're fighting over something that doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, and, how, often, how often is that true in yeah. our relationships? We're fighting over something that doesn't matter. And, you know, I mean, maybe I'm wrong to feel like those moments are precious, but I, I feel like your life is made up of moments. Mm -hmm. And if you can fight for having more moments of love and connection in your life, then what you end up with is a lifetime of more love and connection. Mm -hmm. if, yeah. you can, if you can fight for more moments of happiness instead of misery or disconnection, you know, that's where it has to come down to the moment. Mm -hmm. and, and you can make every moment precious mm -hmm. and feel like it's a loss to have a moment where you're fighting with your kids or your partner or, or you know, have a, a brother where you, you're estranged from. If you can make those moments lost precious, then I think you have an opportunity to really change your tra life trajectory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, because like the, the belief system, uh, the belief systems are hardwired mm -hmm. in your brain and your brain desperately wants to control you. That's what we've been programmed to believe is our, our, oh. our, our head brain is like in charge of everything, right? Oh, yeah. No yeah. question. I mean, I think it's, it's so fascinating. Sorry, Erica, I interrupted. No, it's okay. But like when we go into our heart space, I know I'm a former academic, so I know this really well. Um, like getting out of that space of hearing the thoughts and going into the feeling that's where the transformation occurs mm. and now you can go <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's true you know just ultimately um how often you know like this idea you wake up in the morning and you get to be like like the, instantly as soon as you wake up like you're kind of like your automatic thoughts oh this is gonna happen oh it's monday you know, this all, you know like and i go like it really it's like you can't you can just run with that and then you're like i'm gonna lie in bed longer i don't want to go blah, blah, blah. like like it's just instant mm -hmm. no it's not you doing that that you didn't go okay i'm gonna wake up and think about the things that are really gonna upset me <laughs> that doesn't that's just automatic that's our brain yeah. it's like monday oh you know i'm freaking out i gotta do all these things and so it really takes something to go okay i'm gonna get this accomplished today it's clean slate i can this could be the best week of my life and you know like oh now you get out of bed and you put your feet on the ground and you say today is going to be a great day 
that you know that takes something that doesn't happen automatically but if you can do that man it just it it, you know but it's that those are habits and this is why i focus so much on habits is because ultimately you know we can have these little moments oh you do that for one day and it doesn't necessarily have a big impact but if you do that every day and you mix that through that's when you really get the opportunity to change your life and you know, I, so much of my life i've spent chasing the big solution the 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 thing that was going to change everything i i you know i didn't want to do it the easy way or you know i wanted to figure out like what is the thing that's going to make the biggest difference and you know i realized as i age you know that it really is the thousands of tiny actions that make there is no big solution out there there's no one thing sure there's transformation there's moments where your mind gets blown you go and then you're this way and then you're all of a sudden this way but really the more that you can um master this this body that we have this this automatic processes when you can understand that and then and that's why the routine is so important that's why the habits are so important because you can't escape that you know, you can be conscious, you can be, um, you know, you can work so hard on being mindful, but ultimately the the auto- automaticity of your, your identity and yourself never goes away. It just keeps bombarding you. So you have to manage that. And that's where the habit that's coming. When you can be the conscious programmer instead of being the program, that makes all the difference. It definitely does. And it was so fascinating that I was able to fully hear you while my phone was answering a phone walking around. I, know, I, I saw it in the background. I thought, okay, I better keep talking. So Thank you. Thank you. You know, stretch, so yeah. stretch it, stretch it. <laughs> but, but habits really are mm. so integral. Like one of the one of the fun things I do for a morning habit is I, I, I take a cue from Alice in Wonderland and think of five impossible things every morning. Like what's impossible for me to imagine that would happen? Oh, I like that. It's fun. It's really fun. And it can range from, I don't know, just any simple thing like, um, I'm trying to think of one that I recently had. So because of the EMF, my teeth hurt. I can't explain it. But like one of my impossible things is my teeth are no no longer going to hurt. It's an impossible thing and it's possible, right? Yeah. Because anything we put out, is possible and because i'm not sitting in my room which is where all the amf is my teeth don't hurt as much too too vast like okay i i am drawn to a house in shasta i'm gonna get that house it's a possibility now yeah because i brought it into my field and it's just a fun play because then you get to be in that state of play Right. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing, you're open. Yeah. I find it so interesting that it's it's so much easier to focus on what you don't want. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm like, okay, what what are some things that I want? And I'm like, well, I don't want that, and I don't want no, no, no. Focus on what you do want. Right. Well, uh, I guess I want to be invited to cool podcasts. I guess. <laughs> but right. ultimately, I mean, it's it's amazing how hard that is. You know, like right. what do I want to have happen instead mm-hmm. of like because what you don't want to have happen. I mean, that's there. Like you lie down on your bed, right. you sleep at night. It's like blah 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 blah. It's like be quiet. 
Right. But when you so focus on what you do want, it, it becomes playful. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are all the cool things? Way more fun. Yeah. And then I get to like, I get to open myself up to many, many things. <laughs> talk again for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, five impossible things. Here you go, uh, impacting me again. I think that I'm going to have to take that on. Hi there. <laughs> you got to, you got to have the, you got to have the life happening. I'm, just, I'm surprised my four year old hasn't come in and poked her head in and said, "Hey, Daddy, what are you doing?" <laughs> I mean, so that's, a, that's a gift of this this past year is just like. This is just how we live, right? Mm-hmm. We can't and and to just laugh at it and not get upset and just be in that space and and that's part of the play. It's like when I get myself in the mindset of play in the morning, I get more intuition. Mm-hmm. I I get to feel more deeply within myself because I imagine what's what's possible. Yeah. And from that, like things shift. I love that practice. I, I don't know. I think I think like on my way downstairs to work out, I think that's gonna be my new practice. What, what awesome. are some impossible things that I can create today? Yeah, because why not? Why not? Why not? Because it's all play anyways. What a wonderful discussion. I uh, I just love can we do this every day? Sure. who's who's in who's give me some comments here who's who wants to hear uh, erica the erica and arnold show every day let's talk about positivity let's talk about habits let's talk about how to transform any moment let's talk about how to have a life that is just worth living you know definitely that's beautiful thank you so so much for spending time with me today it's always such an honor and a pleasure to connect with you. You're such a divine being and I love you. Thanks, Erica. Right back at you. I love you too. I thank you for all the beautiful things that you're doing for the world. You know, keep following your path. Keep sharing. I think you've just got such a wonderful, uh, wonderful gift. You know, you've got such great perspective, uh, you know, and and I think that oftentimes we don't value that as much as, as we do. And, and I just, I, I'm hoping that, you know that you're the people who are listening got something from from uh, our conversation today hopefully there's a nugget that they can take you know if if anybody ever needs uh, wants to do any relationship work i mean uh, i'd love to work with you i i do a a guided kind of challenge a connection challenge each month so you can just find me arnold smith uh my see my name is r-n-o-l-d the good thing about that is that um I, I, uh, if you want to find me on the internet, you can. The bad thing about that is that if you want to find me on the internet, you can. So, um, look forward to connecting and I hope that uh, if you ever need anything that don't, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside In your bones, you will know Trust and let go Let it flow